Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. 2022 was an incredible year for the gaming industry. Not only did we see gambling expansion happen in the United States, but also in Canada as well. A couple of states jumped on the sports betting bandwagon and a couple of sports books actually closed down this year. We're going to talk all about the incredible things that happened in the gaming industry in 2022 and what we can expect in 2023 with one of our favorite guests. You know Adam Small from Better Collective and USBets.com, and you've heard him here on this show several times. When we come back, I'm going to be talking with Adam about some of the gaming industry's biggest stories of 2022 and what we can expect in the coming year. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. House of Cards want to wish you the happiest of holidays. And in celebration of the holiday season, we would like to present that beautiful holiday favorite, Silent Night, sung by that wonderful soprano, Chewbacca. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. You're listening to House of Cards. I'm talking sick piles of money. I'm talking lay on your bed in your Vegas room, throw the money in the air, and dance as it showers down on your money. I'm talking frosted glass limo money. I'm talking big cowboy hat, silver, turquoise buckle money. I'm talking gambling. I am in love with you. 
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. It's been a very interesting year in the gaming industry. Some states jumped into the sports betting industry while some sports books folded up. And 2023 looks to be just as exciting to look back on some of the big stories of the year as well as taking a look ahead to what we can expect in the next year. We are talking to one of our favorite guests. He is from Better Collective and USBets.com. Adam Small is on the line. Adam, as always, welcome back to the show. It's so great to be back. I miss uh, miss talking to you guys more regularly. It's fun fun getting on here every time. I know it's been a couple of months since you've been here, but uh, boy, it, it seems like this year lots and lots of things have happened. I mean, and we're going to recap some of them, and we might as well start with one of the biggest stories this past year, um, and that is the New York launching their mobile sports betting industry. I mean, on January 8th, they went live, and I guess from day one, they became the number one sports betting market in the country. You covered the entire country on the sports betting scene and the gambling scene. In your opinion, how much did New York change the gambling landscape in this country? Um, you know, I think it remains to be seen. And there are certain ways that I think it could change things, but hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly their tax structure that they set up around things. Um Governor at the time, Andrew Cuomo, played a pretty extreme game of hardball with the industry uh, in terms of uh, getting the the highest tax rates that we've seen anywhere in the country and obviously in, in the most sought-after and lucrative market. Sure. And um, we, uh, we definitely haven't seen yet or determined if that's going to be a sign of things to come or if it's just a one-off thing. Um, it could be years before we have sports betting in California or Texas, uh, and Florida is kind of a whole other story. But um, as of as of yet, it looks like in these very biggest markets, it's going to be both uniquely challenging to get sports betting legalized, and uh, also challenging for the industry to get terms that are all, at all favorable, as these uh, state governments are looking to. Uh, extract as much from the industry as possible. And I mean, we saw this to an extent in Pennsylvania. They went what seemed pretty extreme at the time there. That was (laughs) the biggest state at the time to to legalize, but this is another level. So I I think that's a big way that it could change things, just kind of like re-anchoring expectations around what the biggest and most lucrative markets are going to want to get out of the industry in exchange for for legalizing. Um, and, and yeah, we'll see how that plays out over the coming years. But as far as like uh, changing the actual market itself, I don't think it's changed things that much. And maybe that's from my limited perspective living down here in the South. Um, for those who don't know, I'm based in Atlanta and we don't have legal sports betting in Georgia and won't for at least a couple more years. But uh, I, I think that it's just, it's another state. It's the biggest state that we've had so far and it's a huge and very visible market, but um, it's mostly the same, the same books that are in business there as everywhere else um, with a couple of exceptions. And, and uh, you know, I think it's going well, but not like notable in any (laughs) particular way. And, and, and just one of the biggest things that sat with me was just that, you know, a year and a half ago or so I was, out there saying, you know, all the biggest four states were just never going to happen or we're going to take years and years. And obviously I was wrong. New York 
came together rather quickly after that. And, uh, and, you know, we went from legalization to market launch very, very quickly there. You know, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, tax rate. I mean, before New York launched mobile sports betting, I mean, I re- remember I had politicians on here. I remember I had journalists on here saying, you know what, that tax rate is going to really dissuade a lot of books from doing business in New York. And then I remember people from my home state of New Jersey thought, oh, my God, New York's launch is really going to decimate New Jersey's sports betting industry. And none of that really happened. I mean, the books came to New York and they're making money and New Jersey chugged along and, you know, the, the books are making money in New Jersey. So it didn't destroy New Jersey's market. It, for me, that really speaks to the strength of the sports betting market in this country. Look, a tax rate and competition isn't going to keep people from betting and isn't going to keep books from making money. Is that how you saw what happened in New York? Yeah, I mean, I think it very much remains to be seen if any of the operators can actually be profitable there. But I just I'm not sure that that's a concern for most most normal people who don't work in the industry. Uh, They're clearly not going to stop operating there. And if they've got to take losses in order to be in the New York market, then they'll probably just eat that. Um, but, uh, yeah, clearly it hasn't stopped them from marketing. There there are at times some of the books are marketing uh, with a bit lower uh, offers than they have in other states. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Caesars had that huge $5,000 risk-free bet that <laughs> very quickly went away <laughs> yeah. uh, early into that market. But now, I mean, we've seen at times – some of the books offering smaller promotions in New York and other states. So that is a way that it affects things. And as far as New Jersey is concerned, I think people shouldn't be so surprised that that market continues to be so strong. Um, It's very well established uh, online gambling market with online poker and online casino having been live since around this time in 2013. So, uh, a bit over nine years now, mm-hmm. and uh, and so many of these companies have built up significant databases, um, at, you know, via online poker and casino, uh, and then sports betting launched there uh, four and a half years ago now, and uh, and so that's been going for a long time. It's a big state still. You know, I think the eleventh biggest population in the country. There's a significant number of people who come in and out of the state from. Other uh, major states and markets, uh, Philadelphia, New York yeah, in particular, yeah. uh, and and probably do some betting while there. And they have a lot more operators live than either Pennsylvania or New York. So uh, there are a lot of reasons that New Jersey would continue going strong, and I'm, I'm not surprised to see it. I think it's a very well-run and well-regulated market, and uh, and the long-term results that they've been having, the way that they've they've continued to grow and prosper over the years should uh, should be notable to other states that are considering legislating. Um, I think that if you look at a state like Pennsylvania that has a much higher tax rate um, and, and a bit more data than New York to go on, you'll see that overall, um, I believe they've made quite a bit more tax revenue. And if that's the main goal, then maybe that's the model for success for a state. But if you also want to have a prosperous industry and, you know, job growth and things like that, then maybe you want to do it the way New Jersey is. Mm-hmm. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards.
Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. Plus... Free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Your Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? 3,000 guineas, two geese, and a duck. That's a foul bet. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. You know, two more states that made news in the sports betting industry was Kansas and Maryland. And you mentioned New York moving fast in the sports betting industry. Uh, tip of the cap to uh, Kansas because from the point they made uh, sports betting legal to the date that the uh, first bet was placed – 81 days passed, which is the fastest any state has ever implemented their sports betting industry. Uh, is there something to be learned from Kansas? If I know there's a whole bunch of other states 
grappling with the issue of sports betting in the coming year. Mar- uh, Massachusetts is, comes to mind right now, who seems to have endless meetings and meetings. Uh, they're meeting about when to meet next. It's it's incredible what they're doing up there. But can people learn something from Kansas? And are you surprised how fast Kansas implemented their sports betting industry? Um, I, I guess I'm not super surprised. There have been you know various states that have passed legislation and gotten to market pretty quickly and other states that have taken a while. And there are different reasons for that. Um, It's not always as simple as if another state would just pass a law like this state did or or set up a regulatory agency like this state did, um, that it would be easier for them. It just might have been a little bit simpler in Kansas to get going than in certain other places. Um, I think everything always comes down to what are the existing incumbents on the ground? You know, what's their status? What's the what's the existing status of the regulatory agency? You know, do you have a situation like Tennessee where you don't even have casinos where, you know, you're basically giving it to the lottery, but the lottery doesn't have any experience with or, or you know, means of regulating this activity and they kind of have to start from scratch? Um, or, you know, are you in a state like Florida where you're going to be in court for years over tribal compacts and things like that or California where there are the, all these stakeholders that um, have divergent interests and are constantly derailing each other. I just, I think there are so many factors at play. You know, do you have a state where you have to do ballot initiatives? Do you have to amend your constitution? Um, Kansas, I just think the stars aligned. It's a pretty small state. Uh, it was pretty simple to get live and uh, kudos to them for, for pulling it off because just because you have uh, everything every, everything the way that you need it for a fast launch doesn't mean that's going to happen either. Yeah. It seems to me like it, it's gone very smoothly there. Uh, the market has been successful beyond what I ever thought a state like Kansas would do right away. It certainly crushed what, for example, like West Virginia did in its early days or just thinking <laughs> about other smaller kind of states that uh, have gone live earlier on. In all this, um, Kansas looks pretty strong. I mean, it's it's not a state with a huge population or a bunch of big cities or anything like that, but um, they they look like a, a pretty good example of what states in that kind of like thirty to fifty thirtieth uh, to fiftieth range of population um, can expect if if they do things right. So, I mean, we're not expecting, you know, Hawaii anytime soon or, or Utah, but um, there are a whole bunch of other states in there that maybe haven't done this yet because they uh, because it's a lot of work to to get all this set up. And maybe when you're a small state like, a you know, North Dakota or whatever, you um, you're, you're hesitant to put a lot of effort into this. But maybe Kansas gives some some hope to states like that, that, uh, you know, you can you can get going pretty quickly and, and do a better job. I mean, contrast it with their neighbor, uh, Wyoming. I'm pretty sure they, they neighbor each other. I mean, yeah. Wyoming just took forever to get anybody live, and obviously they're, <laughs> um, they're the smallest state population-wise. There's not a lot of people there, but um, it just seems to me like Kansas is your textbook smooth launch for a yeah. pretty small state. You know, when we're talking about speed, I want to ask you about another state that seems to fall on the other side of the spectrum, and that's Maryland. I know a lot of people were not pleased by how long it took Maryland to launch mobile sports betting. I think at one point the governor of Maryland sent the Gaming Commission a letter to hurry them up. Um, Look, I, I don't live in Maryland, so I didn't really feel anxious about how quickly they were moving, but 
were they moving slow? It just seemed like they were kind of, you know, crossing their T's and dotting their I's. And but did it take unusually long for Maryland to launch sports betting, mobile sports betting? I wouldn't say unusually long. Yeah. It took a while. Um, it was definitely slower than I'm sure they, you know, the operators hoped and the regulators in the state hoped. I think everyone wanted to be live sooner than they ended up. But um, I don't think it was unusually long. I think there were there have been other states. Uh, I think Pennsylvania took unusually long yeah, <laughs> to get yeah. anything going. You know, if I'm just like taking that broader view of like in, in comparison to every other state. I don't think they did that badly with that. Yeah. They're they're not uh, they're not Kansas, uh, that's for sure. No, no. But um, you know the important thing is you got to be thinking long term, right? And you got to get things right. And I think like what I wouldn't want to see in a state like Maryland or anywhere else is for big mistakes to get made that are ultimately costly to the industry and its stakeholders and and especially to the the local population that is affected by all this. And so if you um, look at, for example, Tennessee as as an example of a state that I think just clearly made a mistake by uh, licensing the brand Action 247, um, I just, I don't see how that was, you know, was a good decision. I don't see how that benefits the local consumer, um, or how it's good for the industry as a whole or how it's good for the state of Tennessee. And, uh, and so, you know, they, they just clearly made a terrible mistake by licensing these guys and, you know, are going to pay the price for it sooner or later. And I think that, you know, it's much more important to, to get decisions like that right rather than to launch on a specific timeline. So, you know, I guess I, I'm taking sort of a not-so-subtle sh- shot at Tennessee for what they <laughs> did there, but, uh, you know, point to me is Maryland is, is going live with good, reliable operators and yeah. and will have a robust market for years to come, and, and that's more important than, you know, a few months delay. Well, looking at the numbers, it seems like it, it was really worth the wait for Maryland. I mean, they opened over the Thanksgiving holiday, and GeoComply said there were like over 16 million transactions over the weekend and 3 million transactions on Thanksgiving Day. And and I know before the launch, we had one of your great writers, Bennett Conlon, who gave a great analysis of that market and the whole region. What can we take from that opening weekend? Was it a shiny new toy for people in Maryland, or do you think that's a strong market that'll continue? Is that even a top ten market? Do you think? Um, it's it's going to be around a top ten market. Uh, I'm not sure that you know long term. I don't think it will be, but uh, it's it's somewhere right around the tenth biggest state that has sports betting. I think, or that has you know full online sports betting. Um, maybe just slightly below 10th biggest. And I, I think it'll be a decent-sized market. It's a decent-sized state, I think top 20 overall in population. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because it's launching in a region that already has sports betting in, in most of the surrounding states. You know, Maryland is close to Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, uh, Washington, D.C., which even has online sports betting, um, as well as Virginia and, and West Virginia. And all of those places have legal sports betting already. And so, um, you know, I think it's quite likely that a lot of people in Maryland uh, regularly pass through other nearby states that have sports betting and already have accounts on some of the sites. And I'm not sure it changed their lives that much. Um, I think that it's 
it's better. The more states we have, the better, the easier it is for people to access these products without having to go jump through hoops or go to another state or whatever, the better. Um, but I, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's another step in the progress of getting towards having most of this country um, being fairly uniform in terms of what's available um, in, in, this, in these services in this industry. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Get ready, Pennsylvania, to take the best poker games with you on the go anywhere in Pennsylvania with the World Series of Poker Real Money Online Poker app. For over 50 years, the World Series of Poker has been the most trusted name in poker. Now it's your chance to win WSOP circuit rings and WSOP bracelets from anywhere in the Commonwealth. And WSOP.com has a great new sign-up offer for its Pennsylvania players. Download the app or go to WSOP.com and sign up using our bonus code CARDS21. You'll get $25 in free play just for signing up. Get another $25 with your first deposit. That's $50 free play just by signing up and depositing with WSOP.com. And don't forget to use our code CARDS21 at registration. Become a poker champion with an authentic WSOP experience right from the comfort of your own home or anywhere in the Keystone State. Download the WSOP app or go to WSOP.com and sign up today. The cards are in the air at WSOP.com. Must be 21 years or older. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Every 40 seconds, a kid is reported missing. Find the Children provides educational material that teaches your kids how to recognize and avoid predators. Our recovery programs are very successful in bringing kids back home to their family. You can help protect our kids and bring the missing kids home safe by donating your unwanted car, truck, SUV, or van. Running or not, we guarantee you will receive the maximum tax deduction. We provide fast free pickup usually within 24 hours. Over 2,000 kids are reported missing every day. Call now to donate your vehicle. Donate now to bring this kids home safe. Call 800-706-6060-600-800-706-6060-800-706-6060. The weather is turning colder, but the action is just starting to heat up on the tables at Party Poker in New Jersey. Sign up with code EXIT7A and take advantage of Party Poker's new sign-up offer of $25 free, plus a first deposit match up to $600 and start playing poker online today. Daily tournaments, cash games, sit-and-goes. The Party Poker U.S. Network offers players an opportunity to participate in their favorite poker tournaments online every day, all day. And don't forget about their Sunday tournament featuring $35,000 in guaranteed prize money. So head on over to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with our promo code EXIT7A. New customers get $25 free when registering, plus you also get a first deposit match up to $600. That's code EXIT7A to get your $25 free when registering and your first deposit match up to $600. The cards are in the air at PartyPoker.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Some surprises are good, some surprises are life-changing, and some surprises can be financially devastating. That's why you need 210 Home Buyers Warranty. 
210 Home Buyers Warranty covers critical systems like your heating, cooling, and water heater and appliances like your fridge from breakdowns caused by routine use. Because something will break down right when you need it most. A refrigerator breakdown can cost over $1,200 to replace. With 210 as little as $85. Water heater breakdown nearly $1,800. With 210 as little as $85. AC breakdown $2,500. With 210 as little as $85. I enjoy knowing that any issues I may have with my home will be taken care of. Everything was handled professionally. The response and service is always timely and professional. No matter the age of your home or appliances, a home warranty service agreement from 210 Home Buyers Warranty can help reduce your financial stress. Call 800-580-7703. 800-580-7703. That's 800-580-7703. Call now to get two months free. Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of December 19th, 2022. The proposed Caesars Casino in Times Square added a new partner to the plan. Rock Nation, the entertainment company owned by Jay-Z, joined Caesars Entertainment and S.L. Green in the plans to bring a casino to 1515 Broadway in Manhattan. The proposal plans to use the eight bottom floors of the 54-story building already there to be the casino with the rest of the floors as a hotel. Poker Stars inked a deal with the National Hockey League's Detroit Red Wings. Under the multi-year agreement, not only will Poker Stars be the official sponsor of the Red Wings, but players on the online poker site will be able to win Red Wings merchandise, game tickets, and memorabilia. In 2021, Michigan became the fifth state to legalize and regulate online poker in the United States. And finally, Hard Rock International broke ground on what will be their permanent casino site in Bristol, Virginia. Once completed, the 300,000-square-foot property will have 1,300 slot machines, 50 table games, a sports book, and several food and drink options, including a Hard Rock Cafe. The property is expected to open in the spring of 2024. Can't wait to visit. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HFC Radio. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. This portion of House of Cards is brought to you by SCCG Management, delivering technology-driven capability expertise and customer and business value to the gaming industry for over 30 years. For more information, go to sccgmanagement.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. 
You know, when we talk about gambling expansion in 2022, one of the biggest stories is what happened in Ontario, Canada. I mean, not only did they legalize sports betting, but they also online poker and online casinos. I, it, it was such a huge story. I mean, we've had Paul Burns on, CEO of the Canadian Gaming Association, several mm-hmm. times on the show, and he's doing an incredible job up there. I, I, I'm curious, what do you think that the gambling expansion in Canada means for the gaming industry in the U.S.? Can we make a connection? Will this spur? more online casinos and online poker in this country because Ontario did it? I don't think so. Um, I, I think that's it's fairly unlikely that, you know, what happens in Canada will affect, uh, you know, proliferation here in the U.S. I think it's a good thing overall. Um, Canada definitely had an interesting way of going about things. It was yep. quite different than the U.S., where they have tried to, um, you know, bridge offshore providers into their markets rather than simply banning them. And um, it's certainly been a much less protectionist way of, of regulating there compared to the U.S. that very clearly had the interests of certain operators in mind and, and didn't really care what happened to the, you know, existing stakeholders who they, they viewed as lawbreakers, Yeah, basically. Um, Canada was just a very different situation. It was long considered by many to be a gray market and, uh, and you know, they took a much lighter approach to, to handling the people that, you know, have operated in that market historically. And I think it's going pretty well so far. It's very different than the U.S. Yeah. And you see, like, some of the U.S. operators are there, Bet Rivers and so on. But also there are other operators that aren't in the U.S. that are among the biggest. I mean, Sports Interaction is probably the most well-known Canadian sports betting brand or yeah. right up there. And, I mean, I've known them forever. I, I think I made bets on them back when I was in college, and, and, and I'm in my 40s, so yeah. Yeah, that wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that recent. And uh, so they were in the U.S. as an offshore provider at some point, but um, they're now, you know, one of the biggest in Canada, if not the biggest. Uh, Bet99 is another one that I uh, wasn't particularly familiar with until I started working in the Canadian market. Um, and, and there are others as well. So um, it, it's a different it's a different place. They've got online casino. They've got other other products that aren't everywhere in the U.S. And they've got their own issues with things being different from uh from region to region, but uh, I think it's going pretty well. I think it's not particularly important as it pertains to the U.S. market, but I think it's great for North America and for the world and for this industry to, to have more countries regulating rather than uh, you know leaving things to the whims of gray market or black market operators. I'm glad you mentioned the gray market. I know that was such a, an issue in Canada. I know, and a report was just released in Canada that 46 of these gray market operators actually became regulated in Ontario, which is great news for the gaming industry. But I'm curious for the U.S. market, do you think the gray market and un- unregulated sites continue to be a huge issue for the regulated gaming industry? Do you see this situation changing over next year or over the coming years with regard to offshore and unregulated the sites? Well, I think it's been gradually changing, right? So it's, it's, it's complicated. Uh, the offshores have existed for a long time. There are different ones today than there were years ago, and, and there are some of the same ones. But um, the situation is, is always evolving. I think that the U.S. operators kind of feel like they've won for the most part, and, and like these offshores are not a big threat to them and maybe if anything they're focused on trying to keep them from 
keep trying to keep the offshores from becoming regulated U.S. operators or, or you know, selling their assets to U.S. operators or whatever. Um, and so I, I think like that could be the next kind of frontier in all this is, you know, there are pretty heavy rumors that Bet Chris, for example, is going to be uh, launching some sort of U.S. product or involved in a U.S. product. Um, and, uh, and, you know, they've been one of kind of the main symbols, uh, as a company of, of offshore operation based in Costa Rica for, you know, decades now. Um, they were my neighbors when I lived down there. I'm very familiar with them. It's a very professional organization, but, you know, no doubt, uh, the, they've been viewed at least at times as, as, you know, an illegal offshore operator. And, uh, now they're, they're trying to get into the U.S. market. And, uh, and I think, you know, you've heard rumors about five dimes as well. Sure. Doing the same. Uh, I think that one's less likely if I have to guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I haven't heard anything about Bovada. I kind of doubt after all the, uh, all the bravado. Yeah. about that yeah. over the years and Calvin Air, you know, showing himself on the Sultan of Brunei's private island or whatever that, you know, this is probably not not going to happen. But, um, you know, I, th- I think that may be the next frontier is the offshores that throwing up the white flag because there, there's no way that, it, that their market is only getting smaller, the market yeah. that they're serving and, uh, and, and trying instead to become licensed regulated providers and, and seeing where that goes. Um, and, 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 you know, to sort of segue into something I'm interested in talking about, Dave, I, I think I think it is very interesting to think ahead to what the general kind of like next wave is going to look like in terms of operators here in the U.S. Sure, Because sure. the story the story to date has really been about FanDuel and DraftKings primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Outside of them, BetMGM to an extent, Caesars to an extent, and I think you know people are familiar with Barstool and PointsBet sure. and so on. But um, the story has really been about FanDuel and DraftKings. Those are the first two anyone's going to talk about and think about, and and just kind of how they grew via DFS and then became the top sports betting operators in the United States. And I I'm not sure that that's really the long term story. That's just the story that we've had so far. Yeah. Um, I think the long-term story um, runs through other brands that haven't yet become prominent in the U.S. for sports betting, whether that is, you know, Bet365, which, you know, is a dominant global provider, but it has, is only in pretty limited space in the U.S. so far, um, but clearly has plans and isn't just abandoning this market, um, where I, I think most of the European operators that are in the U.S. are are, are, you know, probably doomed to fail. Yeah. I don't see, you know, where Unibet is going, for example, or Betfred or some of these other smaller ones. But uh, Bet365, I think people generally tend to believe in. Um, I, I think everybody wonders what's going to happen with Fanatics. What's uh, wh- what's this going to be like? They've got the former CEO of FanDuel running their sports betting operation. They've got a pretty dynamite team and, and a huge budget. They just raised money at a $31 billion valuation, which is kind of amazing considering just that everything else in the world is down, but they're, uh, <laughs> they're continuing to grow their valuation. Uh, I think everybody takes them very seriously. And, and uh, I just, I kind of wonder, I mean, what happens when some of these offshores like that Chris start approaching the U S mm-hmm. uh, what's this market going to look like? I don't think it just ends with FanDuel and DraftKings 
owning everything. So I'm, I'm really interested to see where things go there. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, it wasn't so rosy for all the sports books in 2022. There was actually a couple that ceased operations, Fubo Sportsbook and MaximBet. I mean, I, I was very surprised that they closed down. It, what do you attribute that to? Did you see any indications in the market that, you know, they just didn't fit in or the market couldn't sustain that number of sports books? What what are we looking at when we see failures in sports books? Do we see do we see look at the market or do we see the internal structure of the sports book? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I, I think it's I think these are I, I think they're both both the things you mentioned are factors. Yeah. Um, I think global macroeconomic conditions are a major factor here. Where I think there were a number of books that kind of believed that. They could just kind of ride it out as as kind of also rans in the U.S. and slice out a bit of market that you know would be worth something at some point, whether it's you know a small a small but meaningful market share that's profitable years in the future, or you know they're looking to sell to somebody else, as the case with you know points bet or you know bet rivers. I think you know the rumors are always out there, both those companies. Um, or, you know, if it's a European operator like, like Kindred, uh, which owns Unibet, that just kind of thinks like we have the expertise that eventually we'll be able to, you know, have a meaningful market share here if we just kind of like stay, stay the course. Um, and I think, you know, there are all these different stories that people tell themselves when it's easy to get money and you're using other people's money to, yeah. you know, experiment. But when it gets harder to get money and you've got to make real, actually difficult decisions, then you have to start really asking, is the story I've been telling myself really feasible or is it just a story that I want to believe? Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think in the case of something like MaximBet, for example, I just I think like they were always kind of doomed to fail and, and I felt like everybody but them knew it. Uh, whereas, uh, uh, in, in the case of something like Fubo, you know, maybe they were always doomed to fail. Maybe they weren't, but, um, they, you know, they do have a core business that is growing as I understand, or is relevant, um, in streaming TV. And, and it's probably just a lot harder to go out and say, like, let's invest all of our much more limited now capital in, in this other area where we're way behind everybody else. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think it's just different stories everywhere. I think these these companies have to ask themselves, how do I differentiate? Like, how do I how do I convince people that you should make your bets here rather than on FanDuel? Yeah. And if there's no real story there, uh, <laughs> then what are you doing? I mean, at least you know I was I was harping on Action Two Four Seven before, and and I'll I'll continue to harp on them, but. Um, at least they have a real story, which is, you know, people come and get payday loans at our shops and then gamble that money. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not a good story. It's a terrible story. And, and hopefully the authorities look into it at some point. Sure. But um, at least they have a story like this is how we're going to get market share. Yeah. Well, look, market share is something I, I think about. Every time I see the New York mobile sports betting numbers, you know, you, we, we mentioned DraftKings, uh, uh, FanDuel, Caesars, BetMGM. 
every month they make up 93 to 94 of the market share of the mobile sports betting in New York. And I'm thinking, how do these other five mobile sports books survive? And how can they survive, yeah. especially with a 51% tax rate? I'm, I'm just, do you think we're well, getting... What's, 50, what's 51% of zero? Yeah, nothing. Be? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, are we... It, should we be looking for more closures or, as the economists say, market correction? I mean, living in New Jersey, I, I know that Atlantic City works better with nine casinos than with 12 casinos. Will we see that some markets work better with smaller amounts of sports books than larger amounts of sports books? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I think that because of licensing and tax costs, in the U.S., um, you are going to see a smaller number of total operators probably in, in particularly places where there are significant upfront costs to operate. Um, like Pennsylvania is, you know, one that comes to mind for me where there are like very sizable licensing fees just to be involved. Um, I think it's just going to depend on that because if you have tax rates, I mean, the tax rate can go up to 100, but... Uh, as long as there's not really like a cost to scale into that market for, sure. for the operators, if it's just a tax rate and not you know a bunch of additional upfront costs, then they don't really have a reason to leave specific markets. I think what's more likely is that you'll see a, a continued trickle of some of these lower tier operators that for whatever reason, just like, you know, kind of decide, okay, I've had enough. I call uncle, like, I don't want to keep spending money to be in the U.S. And if I don't spend money, I'm not going to carve out anything, you know, relevant. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, we've seen it several times now. We've seen it with, uh, I thought Churchill Downs was a really surprising one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, had a, they had a real genuine lane, um, you know, that the whole horse betting lane with, the database they have, the relevant brands they have, the Kentucky Derby and, and so on, that they, um, they, they did have a lane and even they determined that this was just too much for them. So that, that one to me was probably the most surprising one of these exits so far. Whereas, you know, hearing about Max and bet going away, it just reminded me that Max and bet existed at all. Yeah. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be right back with more house of cards. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? 
You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Having a rough morning after a long night out? Stayed at the party a little too long and you have work the next day? Well, we've all been there. That's why there's Morning Recovery. Morning Recovery is the flagship product of More Labs and it's scientifically engineered to outsmart rough mornings. Their patent-pending formula has been designed to boost your body's natural response to alcohol, rehydrate, and restore your body's vital nutrients. What's that all mean? It means Morning Recovery helps you feel better after drinking. Take one full bottle right before your first drink, between drinks, or up to one hour after your last drink. Go get some rest and wake up feeling like a million bucks. It's that simple. And we've got a special offer for you. Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com and get 15% off of your first purchase of Morning Recovery or any of their other great products. That's RADIO15 at morelabs.com to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off of your first purchase. Morning Recovery from More Labs, so you can work hard, play hard, and live life without compromise. You're listening to House of Cards. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Welcome back to House Guards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. Well, as one year ends, another one begins, and I'm very curious to get your impressions of what we can expect in the gaming industry in 2023. And I guess we're not going to have to wait very long for an exciting event in the gaming industry because Ohio launches on January 1st. (laughs) Uh, What what do you think we can expect from Ohio's launch, and what kind of market do you think Ohio will be given the amount of pro and collegiate teams in the state? I think it's going to be awesome. Yep. Um, it's, it's pretty pretty solid, industry-friendly uh, regulatory regime. A uh, lot of operators coming in, including all the ones that everyone expects. Yeah. And um, it's a great state for sports. Uh, I grew up next to Ohio, spent a ton of time there growing up. I used to play tennis tournaments all over the state all the time. I feel like I've been to every random town <laughs> I keep hearing getting mentioned in Ohio at some point in my life. And uh, and so I, I got a lot of love for that state and appreciation for it. There's a lot of cool things there, and uh, and a ton of sports that that people care a lot about. I mean, look at Ohio State football sure. and just the you know continuing interest in that over the years. Um, you know, look at the uh, two major professional football and baseball teams in the state. You've got a uh, professional basketball team. You've got a professional hockey team. Uh, you got three major and major to major ish cities 
in the state uh, with Columbus, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, and uh, and some other pretty decent sized markets as well, uh, like Toledo. And uh, I, I just I think I think it's going to be a great state for the industry. I think it's going to be uh, you know maybe not quite. Uh, what Michigan is just because Michigan has online casino and, and they just had such an incredible run since launching a couple years ago, but I think it's going to be right there with them. And, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. We've been working really, really hard on Ohio for the last year, trying to get that market ready to go. And, uh, and, and we're really looking forward to that one being live. I'm fascinated with Ohio just for the applications they're getting for sports betting. I, I think, uh, what is it, Crozier's has an application in. You can, uh, you'll probably be able to gamble at Crozier's stores. Phantom Fireworks just uh, applied for an application. I know there's reports that a high school actually uh, sent their application in for a, uh, a sports betting application. Hmm. How interesting will Ohio get in this coming year? It just seems like it, yeah. it's going to be such I, – I actually said I think it's going to be a top five market. I think it's going to replace Pennsylvania as number five in handle. But what, what do you think? How What can we expect from Ohio? Well, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, and I think that – you know, you're onto something with it getting into that high range and that they're, you know, they're going to greater lengths than some other states to, you know, maximize the number of places that people will be able to bet. I think that's a big difference between Ohio and other places. Um, they're going to have all these betting kiosks, for example. And so you have, uh, you know, licensing of a certain class happening with, uh, you know, with certain kind of retail establishments, uh, I believe it's like a Type C license. They have uh, three different kinds, and uh, and so you will you'll, you'll have a bunch of places that you can bet on sports that aren't you know brand sports books per se, but maybe just like some restaurant or bar that you hang out at, and uh, and so it is going to be a place where where you can kind of broadly bet around the state whether it's on your phone or like in places that you hang out. And that does make it different from some of these other states. So, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting. I hope they're really, really careful with the problem gambling stuff because, um, you know, when you, when you do allow physical betting locations to proliferate, uh, whether it's something like VGTs, video game terminals that they have in, in some of these states like Illinois in particular, um, or, or, you know, otherwise, you know, just having places where you can buy lots of lottery tickets or whatever, yeah, yeah. you do have to really step up, uh, you know, how careful you are about it. I don't think it's quite the same as mobile, where it's really easy to track everything electronically, um, <laughs> you know, when, yeah. when people are making bets and stuff like that. When it's in person, uh, you really need to monitor that stuff and, and have a good eye on it. But I'm really hopeful that Ohio is going to handle all that well and have a really successful launch. Now, Although I will say that launching at 12.01 a.m. Yeah. on New Year's Day is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I can't believe that they're actually doing that. I, I thought that it was going to be insane. I guess you, you drop the ball and just start betting right away. But, but and, me- and by the way, you know, <laughs> the Ohio State uh, playoff game is December 31st. Yeah, I know. So- <laughs> All that revenue is going to be missed. The the market's going to launch like hours after that game ends. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's unbelievable when I found that out. They, uh, someone told me, yeah, no, Ohio State doesn't play on a Sunday. So that's when uh, the first is. So I, I was shocked. I can't believe they uh, 
misread the schedule like that. But but let me ask you, um, one of your great writers, Jeff Edelstein, wrote an article on SportsHandle.com wondering if 2023 would be the year for expansion of online casinos in this country. What, what type of expansion will occur in 2023? Will there be more online casinos? Will there be online poker in more states? What do you think 2023 has in store for us? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's a question a lot of people are asking about the online casino thing. And I think it's, it's a matter of convenience for the industry more than like a matter of what, uh, of, of what is actually happening in legislatures, at least that I'm aware of so far. Uh, that being said, you know, when, when lobbying efforts get focused on getting certain things to happen, often those things do in fact happen. So, um, it'll be interesting to see if this catches in the States. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously when companies like DraftKings that have relied entirely on investor capital for years and years to keep growing, uh, to keep growing their database, are no longer able to access the same amounts of capital or able to access capital as cheaply as before, just given raising interest rates and, uh, you know, a more difficult investor climate in general. Uh, yeah, they're going to come out and, and start focusing on things that can actually drive profits for them rather than simply trying to drive growth. And, uh, and online casino is great for that. It, it, raises yield significantly on a per customer basis. It is a product that can be made profitable very quickly and, uh, and that drives a ton of revenue. And, and that this is evidenced by, um, you know, just looking at the numbers in New Jersey, I can't remember exactly what it is, but um, the New Jersey online casino market is, I believe a multiple of the sports betting market in terms of revenue. Yeah. And, uh, and so it is, uh, it's, it's quite a bit of money that's on the line there and it's money that can be made off of customers they've already acquired in a, a lot of the time. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that the industry clearly wants this, obviously. And, uh, if they believe that focusing lobbying efforts will actually yield results, then I think they'll be pushing for it. But, you know, 2023, that's, that's right around the corner these efforts do take time and I'm not expecting like, you know, 15 states to legalize online casino next year. Adam, we're running out of time, but can you give out the websites for a better collective where people could read these great articles about the country's gaming industry? Yeah. Uh, please come follow us on uh, sportshandle.com and usbets.com. Those are the two main ones that I'm involved with. Um, we, we do great, industry news uh, sports handle covers the sports betting and uh, industry and regulatory regimes and legislation uh, us bets covers uh, online casinos and a lot of fun stories around the industry both are sites that all your listeners should be following uh, we're on twitter at sports underscore handle and us underscore bets and uh, yeah please please read our stuff Adam Small from Better Collective and usbets.com. Thanks so much for coming on and giving us the latest on what's going on in the gaming industry. It's always great talking to you, and I wish you, your family, and everyone at Better Collective happy holidays. And I can't wait to talk to you in the new year. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, have a great new year uh, and, and a happy holiday. Wish you guys the best. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.